Warning, the following podcast may contain language that some listeners may find offensive or confusing or intriguing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the 3v3 podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. I think the next collective bargaining agreement needs to include a retaliatory commissioner act where once the Department of Player Safety is handed down a punishment that pretty much everyone agreed upon was sort of like, yeah, that's about right. And the and said player decides to challenge said punishment. After the challengement, if the findings are in favor of the league, the player should be suspended for half the games that they originally received. Don't waste our time with process when you know you screwed up. To your point, Cassie, we'll call it the Responsibility Act. <laughs> yeah, see, you, see, but the thing is, is that in hockey, you know, personal responsibility is a foreign concept. <laughs> well, <clears throat> one Nikita Zodorov proved us all different, didn't he, Pat? Yes, he did. He is one of the few actual adults in the league, though. Eh, there there have been others, but I think this is in light of recent circumstances. I, I that one really stood out. He returns from his two game ban, and he for you know I'm going to paraphrase here. It says, "Yeah, that was a bad hit. I, I deserved it. Let's move on." See, here's the funny thing about I was actually having this conversation with a friend of mine a day or two ago. Um, the funny thing is, is most people don't want to admit to being wrong because A, it makes them look bad. B, it makes them look weak. However, when people actually step up and say, you know what? I screwed up. Let me fix this. Everybody respects the hell out of that person. And there's this like total disconnect between, oh, I can't do that. That's going to make me look bad. And, oh my God, he did that. And that was so amazing. And I respect him for it. And it, it's human nature, and I've always like sat there and thought about what well, I've often thought about it. Going, why do people do that? <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I have found, in my personal experience, <clears throat> excuse me, that every time that I have made a screw up, and we do like a postmortem triage process because it's software engineering. Oh, of course. And, and you go in and you go, no, that's on me. I just completely forgot about this case. Everyone forgets about it and moves on. Yep. The minute you start sitting there going, well, I wasn't thinking about this case because, 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 because. Making excuses or blaming someone else. Exactly. Well, not even blaming someone else is just like, you know, oh, I was out of sorts. I was, you know, distracted and blah, 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 blah. You know, all the stuff. No, I, I just literally go in and go, yep, that's on me. Yeah. I mean, I do that all the time and people are, are often taken aback by it because yeah. they're like, whoa, you mean you just admitted to that? And and then they're like, wow, that's really awesome of you. And you move on. <laughs> I, I, I think they move on because I, I started to think after a while that most people move on because they're just so, so shocked that there wasn't like a five minute explanation for why that happened. You just right. kind of went, no, I completely spaced it. You know, that's on me. Right. It's like, you know what? I, I, and everyone's, everyone's like, what the? That was my fault. Just, I did that. And people are like, oh, okay. I was, I was, <laughs> or they're I like was me. for a fight. What the hell was that? I was prepped for a fight. I know. <laughs> or I was going to say, they're like me. And now they're trying to come up with it. We're off to see the wizard parody based on what we're talking about. Because you opened that door, Patrick. Uh, speaking <laughs> of which, how, how how is that song coming along? Hmm. <laughs> Uh, um, damn it. <laughs> it's not, it's at a dead stop. Is that what you're saying? It, it is. <laughs> I had writer's block and I freely admit it. Well, don't feel so bad. So is all of hockey media. Some of them <laughs> don't even write anymore. Apparently. Anyway. Ugh. Yeah, this is probably one of the worst sort of mid-season lulls I've seen in a number of people in quite some time. It, it's pretty bad. But you know who's not having a lull? 
because they just go back to the same well over and over again. Jim Rutherford. I was going to say everybody but Wyshynski. <laughs> Maybe we want them know. to I had to, to stop myself. Lull. No, he, 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 he can't have a lull because he has nine things that he goes back to. So yeah. one of them is bound to feel fresh. But no, that's Rutherford. Mm. Yeah, that's true. He realized that um, Matt Cullen finally changed his number and decided to give Phil Kessel a call instead. Yeah. Phil, 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 Phil. In Abbotsford. Hey, you know, I think we said, why not just go do the Yessie Pulley RV line, right? Mm-hmm. Get him up there, work him out, see what he looks like. Let him sign him to an AHL deal. Doesn't prevent you from signing him to an NHL deal. Let him get his legs and game shape under him down in the A. And then go, oh, okay, he's ready. Yeah. So no one no one should tell. So <laughs> disclaimer, I went to college like 20 miles from the Canadian border in Washington. Um, oh, I just broke the, the rule, didn't I? <laughs> We're going to need a judge's ruling, Pat. It has been nine shows since an in-depth discussion of Pacific Northwest geography. I mean, this this is... Technically, technically, you just said 20 miles from the Canadian border, not... Within Washington. Yeah, I mean, I know that, but that's not what you said. Okay, okay. I I feel like we need a... It's relevant Rousey, to my down. point. Quit it is relevant down. to my point. I'm Get not up. digging down. I'm saying it's relevant Get to my up. point. It's not gratuitous geography. <laughs> it is a statement of fact germane to the story. I'm willing to let it slide. Okay. I am as well. That That's uh, two votes for. Okay. So, the eraser has been set down. So um, we got, because of mountains we got um all the canadian media news radio tv all of that and so abbotsford's right across the border and you know on the u.s side we all say abbotsford in canada it's abbotsford it's abbotsford that's how you say it and um so no one should tell him that there's a really good burger place across the border in sumas that's really all my story was (laughs) Bob's Burgers and Brew. It's really good. You should go. He's got, I mean, it's a quick jaunt for him. Yeah, but Steve Simmons isn't out here to write about it. Mm. And I don't think any of the Vancouver media are going to care because none of them want to be seen as the West Coast Steve Simmons. No, the West Coast media is actually fun and interesting and take interesting takes. It's their fans that are crazy. They just don't have the numbers of the loud, you know, East Coasters. They're loud. Just don't have the same volume. But kind of a fun depth addition should it all work out and do we actually want to see like a Vancouver Boston final? Cause I've heard that idea floated and I watched some of the Boston uh, LA Kings game yesterday and I'm like, eh, Vancouver would be fun. You know, this has been the most painful week for me. Hmm. I have four teams that I loathe. Will always loathe. Anaheim Ducks, Pittsburgh Penguins, whatever team hired Brian Burke as a general manager, and the Vancouver Canucks. I cannot, and this is so petty, and it's awesome, because I freely admit it's petty, and I don't care. I can respect that. Ever since the Bertuzzi-Moore incident, I have no Mm. respect for Vancouver. Okay. None whatsoever. The way that whole thing went down still leaves a nasty sour taste in my mouth. Taste. Mm -hmm. 
that I just bit my tongue a little while ago. So it's forgive me if I sound like Cindy Brady on the list. Um, and the and then the way that they, you know, the Sedins are great players. Sedins were absolutely monster players, but oh boy, Vancouver press and Vancouver fans made it really hard to cheer for them. So, you know, hmm. and yeah. there are going to be people out there that were surprised that I didn't have Toronto on my list. Toronto, it's just a free square. You don't really have to call out Toronto. It's, it's a They're a fun Toronto team to watch on mute. Toronto exactly. Montreal. <clears throat> um, Montreal media is pretty, um, yeah. Montreal's, <laughs> Montreal's that ex-girlfriend that you had that kind of relationship with that, you know, there were bad times and there were good times and you still just are like, yeah, you know, man, those good times were really good. Yeah. What about all the bad times? I know, I know, I know, you know, it's just that one that you're like, not the one that got away, but just that sort of one that you continue to pop back to every once in a while and go, Man, we did that, and that was fun. You know, just it, yeah, to not, me, that's Montreal. That's the '86 and '93 Cups. And no, not for me, because like I, I made the choice. I won't call it a mistake, although at times it sort of feels like a mistake. Um, I made the choice of blogging about the Tampa Bay Lightning when Vinny Lecavalier was there. Oh, uh, yeah, I can I can empathize with you on that. And, and the way that Toronto and Montreal media thought of the Southeast Division uh, was not fun. And no. on top of that, them like just like all the time, nonstop, constant. Vinny really wants to play Montreal. It's like, well, gosh, you know where he never ended up playing, even though he had the option to Montreal several (laughs) times. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and they wouldn't hear of it. And yeah, it's just, Oh God, they were the, they were the guy you went out with once who was abusive to you. So you never went out with him again, but he still comes calling because he thought you had a great time and he doesn't understand why you don't want to like hook up again. Yeah. Wow. So, what the other, so, so this is like the opposite of my. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Okay. That explains why there are several uh, particular American players that immediately sprung to mind that really enjoyed their time in Montreal. <laughs> oh. It really makes sense. Uh-huh. I'm I'm going to leave it at that. Uh-huh. So back to Philip J. Castle. Um, this We're breaks not my. Shaming. No. No. <laughs> Hell no, we don't care. Okay, okay, I can I've got, a, I've got a magenta beard for crying out loud. No way in the hell am I judging anyone else. Um, <laughs> was that whole discussion on wax last week? No, I don't think so. Okay, and we're gonna leave it at that. Okay, well, I don't care either way. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm To keep it the relationship bound, that's like seeing that one girlfriend that you two just sort of mutually decided to part ways or it didn't work out for logistical reasons or whatever. Seeing them going out with somebody that's obviously bad for them, but they're happy. Mm-hmm. Somebody that you think is bad for them, but yeah. they don't, you know. So you're kind of placing your judgment upon their new, their new romantic interest, and it's just, you know... It kind of brings a tear to your eye. You're like, but they could do better. better. (laughs) Do so much better, and then you walk around the league and you go, well, then again, maybe not. (laughs) Maybe JT Miller isn't as bad as we all thought. Maybe he is. I don't know. Let let Phil decide. Yeah, exactly. (sighs) Maybe he has grown and changed. There are instances of people growing and changing. I mean, he sounded empathetic intelligent when i heard him uh interviewed at the uh all-star weekend and brock besser sounds like a canadian anyway yeah no yeah no hey yeah no hey no yeah hey (sighs) phil i love you i wish you all the best but why vancouver (laughs) 
Well, <laughs> and we all know why Vancouver, because they're doing fairly well. But yeah, they're in they're in first place for now. Mm-hmm. The curse, you know. Maybe, maybe they needed him to break the curse. Well, what he can also do is help drag them back down just enough to avoid the repercussions of said curse. Don't you and pin those on the? Um, don't you put that out there? You, <laughs> you already did too late. No. Don't care. I'm going to edit that damn statement out. Beep. Okay. There's my edit mark. You put that out there. Well, also, given the way the Florida Panthers are playing, it's not a foregone conclusion. Do that to our beloved floppy-eared puppy dog, Phil. <laughs> we could have the Luongo... Um, I don't want to use the word bowl. Cup. Trophy. Statuette. (laughs) Toilet seat from that time. He had Mm. something more than cramps. No, just uh, the Luongo series. That'd be Mm. fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. The Luongo Lou, get it? Lou, British term. There, nope, nope. That, that yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> there needs to be one dedicated in, in Florida and one in Vancouver. Sorry, what is that you say, New York Islanders? Why, why you don't get to join the fun? Um, you, you know why? That's right. Blame Mike Milbury. Exactly. And speaking of the Islanders, um, congratulations. They're back to where they used to be. NHL 500 under a new coach. That's. Yeah. But Barzell looks a lot. um, I don't want to say happier. I want to say um, he's been freed. Relieved? Uh, the ankle weights have been taken off <laughs> and he's allowed to skate freely. Well, maybe that the ankle weights were there to help him train and be in better condition for the remainder of the season. Perhaps. I've just literally, wow, that was a, I need to put that back wherever it came from. Yeah. But I mean, there were 11 of said ankle weights, overtime losses. This is true. They've only accumulated two more since they are fully rounding into the Islanders we know and love. Brock Nelson continues to score. Barzell is... Playing like a number one center. That's right. I said center. And Bonathan again. He looks good on the wing. But how about all those thirty-five-year-old guys in the, you know? Uh, thank you. Bottom I six. About, I was about ready to say. And then you come to the, and then you come to the ages or the Aegis um, retirement village complex of the bottom six. Oh, I wonder if they, this, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. I want to do it so bad, but I'm not going to do it. Um, I'm going to change the subject. There you go, Patrick. Go do that. For anyone that was, might have been curious as to why now for the dismissal of Yarmo Kekalainen, you got your answer yesterday. They had been working on getting an outdoor game in Ohio. And the way the team is going this year, if they want to sell out that horseshoe, they can't have this anymore. And that was that was a note to fans before the game was announced that says, we need to do better. We're going to try and do better. Blah, blah, blah. And then the announcement comes out. Now fans have a little bit more compelling reason to sit there and go, okay, 
you know, maybe they won't be as bad next year. So let's go get on the season t- or let's go get on the ticket list. But could you imagine if they hadn't done that? Seeing where this team is, where it is going, nothing's been done about it. You know, the whole kerfuffle with Babcock at the start of the season and now this. And the, so there, I, I'm, I have a sneaking suspicion ownership said something. You know, hey, go fix this because this is not going to bode well for an outdoor game if we can't sell these seats. And yes, can call me call me a conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hat, whatever. But conspiracy theorist, you know I'm right. They did it as a message to fans saying we are going to build a compelling team. This guy has had his chance. Please come buy these tickets. Oh, I'm sorry. I had the wrong message. I thought we were talking about Boone Jenner, who, you know, clearly does not want to leave such a great situation that he was in. Mm. Yeah. Talk about a perfect New York Islander, though. Oh, man. No, it, it made too much sense. It scares me that Fantilli will have his second, technically third head coach in a year or two. New GM guaranteed to get a new coach. So, yeah, they will get a new GM, but I don't think they get anyone until after uh, Yarmo's contract is uh, over and done with. I don't think they can wait that long, Pat. I don't think they can. I'm not so sure that they don't take that path. No, they, I'm going to go back to it again. The amount of money that can come in from that outdoor game, if they aren't packing that, if they aren't packing it. But the problem with that outdoor game though, that's an NHL production and the NHL buys a home game from the team. Yeah. They they buy the gate and then they pocket the rest. Well, they don't pocket everything off of it. The the concessions, parking, all no, the fast stuff that goes yeah. on around it. I mean it's it's a piggy bank for the league and the teams. I can't wait to hear the stories about how the league wants to run game day operations in lieu of whatever, you know, Ohio State offers. Because they have no idea how to pack a stadium full of 100,000 people. They have no clue. Just funny, because what was Ralph Wilson Stadium? Wasn't that like 70? Yeah. Well, I mean, they did They did Michigan Stadium. They did the big oh, yeah, house, that's which right. was like 107. And they filled it, but it was also early on in the whole outdoor game thing. Well, the Probably when they just allowed and, and took in advice from the locals and let them run a big event like they know how to. But in recent years, they kind of changed things. Now, thankfully, you know, East Rutherford, New Jersey is just a big parking lot anyway, so it's a little easier. Just but- sea of concrete. <laughs> a sea of concrete, and yet they still schedule a, a 3 p.m. game. Yes, I know they are doing it to give themselves a TV slot and the time buffer for when the sun really went down. Are we sure about that? Or or did they really just forget to like think about where the sun was positioned at game time? No, they they do it, it. They do it for TV purposes, especially on a Sunday. Um that said, why can't they just schedule this game for four or five o'clock? because as I look now, visibility conditions are perfect. The sun is finally off the ice. It took longer than it should have. It's logistics. They like to play the logistics card constantly. They don't like East Coast games starting that late in the day on Sundays. Because because of, of travel time harassing, they they try and play the nineteen fifties family Sunday thing, especially with the East Coast teams, 
West Coast teams don't seem to have that problem. I mean, they'll up their start times by like an hour, maybe a half an hour. But West Coast, nope, not a chance in Hades. I mean, East Coast, not a chance in Hades. You're getting an East Coast time slot starting that late on a Sunday. I don't know what? why. It's it's archaic thinking. But West Coast, West Coast. Damn right. Says the one person who's never lived there. <laughs> Yet. Yet. So, so uh, lost in all of this East Rutherford, New Jersey stuff. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins are retiring Yaramir Yager's number tonight. And it's a six o'clock start, but the ceremony to retire the number is at four. I don't think that's enough time. Well, no, because they have like all the alumni there and everything. But, um, yeah. but I think this is one of the few cases where an NHL team actually wants to start the game when they say it's going to start-ish, as opposed to Montreal, who's like, okay, we have a 7 o'clock start, but the first 45 minutes are going to be a ceremony. <laughs> well, so here's the thing, Cassie, hmm. and I know they do this. Ticket always says something different. Right. Right. It's the broadcast they want. And in in Canada, outside of maybe the game where they left the forum, no one was going to give you an extra hour and a half block for your ceremony outside mm-hmm. of your normal start time. So they finagle it because... They don't care. I mean, I don't, I say they don't. Um, TV kind of is at your mercy after the game has started, how long it goes, right? Mm-hmm. So you can extend your stop time because there is no decided stop time. But going to them and saying, we're going to drop the puck at six, but there's going to be a two hour ceremony beforehand. No TV station in their right mind in Canada is going to go, yeah, we'll give you two. We'll give you two. We'll give you basically four and a half hours for your ceremony in your game. Because, come on. That's commercials, that's advertising that is, you know, going to be impossible to sell. We can't take breaks, you know, all that kind of crap. So... It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I expect the I expect the place will actually be packed because you know they'll basically say on their tickets, you know, gates open at three thirty, ceremony starts at four, puck drops at six ten, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it'll be a full house until you know closer to game time, but we'll see. I mean, it's well, York, and they get to see a real NHL team this season. <clears throat> yeah, but those are all retired guys. Oh, I meant the Kings. Oh, I know. See, they get to see one line, one or one like pieces that would make up one offensive line and a couple defensemen and a pretty decent goalie that don't know how to lose the right way, like the Islanders. <sighs> My glorious hockey son Quentin has just, yeah. So, so here was a question that popped up last week on Twitter. Not very many people were, were asking it, but there were enough that I, I found it interesting because nobody, it's not something people actually talk about or think about, think about, I guess. So Pittsburgh lost in kind of an ugly fashion against Florida last week. I watched that game. Wasn't pretty. Uh, and so people started asking the, it, you know, people started saying, uh, actually, that Crosby should be traded to a contender to finish out his career on top. Which I don't think would happen in a million years, but that was the discussion. So if if Sidney Crosby was to go out as a rental player, let's say his contract ends last next year, I think, and he takes the last two months and goes somewhere else and then resigns in Pittsburgh the following um, fall. Where would you like to see him play? I don't think he's a good fit for Colorado, like playing style wise. So I personally would not put him in Colorado, but. 
I'm going to be completely, no, not completely. I'm going to be relatively controversial here. I don't think he's a good play fit for about any of the contenders right now. No, not most of them. You know where he might work for six weeks and then leave? I could see him fitting with St. Louis. Now, they are not a contender, but they are currently slated to be a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, this this isn't anything to do with how he... Well, it is everything to do with how he plays because... He's used to a situation where everyone adapts to him and he doesn't have to adapt to a new team around him unless it's like team Canada and he's played with most of those guys anyway, but, um, but he does play a certain way. And while it works in Pittsburgh, because everybody is playing in a way that benefits him, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's a good fit anywhere, right? And that's and that's just yeah. it. I mean, you're talking about, you know, a Hall of Fame, world-class level first-line center who right. has had an organization built around him effectively. Right. You know, players that play a style that fits his game and so forth. There's, I just don't see there's anywhere you pick that up and put him in. I mean, As St. a Louis center. Is, well, that's exactly it. And St. Louis is interesting because you could – just go ahead and foist him in that first line center role. Cause now is you know, this potentially a, this is purely a three week tournament type mentality, like the Olympics where he gets shifted because I do believe in his next team Canada appearance, whatever that looks like, he will shift to the wing. Probably they're too deep down the center. And so should we just get the tryout over with and just put him in Edmonton on the on Connor's wing? No. No. You put okay. him in second line center. You let Leon hang out on the wings and be that roving center. So the only other team I thought of, if you shift him to the wing, or there's another way to potentially make this work, but the Florida Panthers... Mm. here's why. Okay, Kachuk and Barkov and whomever the third is, it feels like that third person kind of rotates out a bit. Sam Reinhart's having a career year at the right time. You look at the rest of that roster and it's a lot of... We have a lot of centers, and some of them play the middle and take faceoffs from time to time, but they mostly play on the wing. And they shift guys around, like your Carter Verhades, like your even Evan Rodriguez as a fourth liner. But couldn't you see bringing in Crosby as a way to save Barkov a little? Who's been in and out of the lineup again this year. And knowing the defensive systems of a Paul Maurice team like I do, it would work. Would Crosby produce? Eh, Unlikely. But would he be a good fit? Uh, I don't think so. Hmm. You know, I want as much, go back to this season, as much as I've dig on him and all that other crap. I want him to Joe Sackick his career. Oh no. It, it, you know, none of, we're all just talking like complete hypothetical. Hypothetical. Yaramir Yager is the reason these are only going to be hypotheticals because Mario is stated and Mario, he got his big check, but he's still there in some respects. Um, Yeah, he's finishing his career as a one-team player or yeah, one organization player. He's not going anywhere. I, As much as I think he would enjoy, like, 
going and play for another team for a couple of months just for variety. <laughs> um, he's not going anywhere. He's no. he's the dedicated sort. I hate saying the word loyal because people are not pets. You know, I despise using the word loyal when it comes to people. But um, but yeah, he's not going to end up going anywhere because he's the dedicated sort. He's he's there for the long haul. He's the face of the team. He's he's the guy who's just going to like stay there forever. But um, but yeah, it was more in way of a thought experiment of well, if he did go, where could he go? And I, I am never opposed to thought experiments. They lead to some very interesting things. I mean, you start down one path and end up in another. Yeah. Um, that I think is just. I think that's literally one of those players. You'd have to rebuild your team around him. And there just isn't anyone out there. I think he's more adaptable than people want oh, to think. He, but he is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying he isn't because he plays a very and simple is a bad word in this case because it's really not simple. He plays an uncomplicated game. Um, not that it's predictable. I mean, if it was predictable, he wouldn't be putting up the numbers that he has over his career. But he, it's, it's. I don't want to say meat and potatoes, but it is meat and potatoes you know but it's like prime cuts of beef and hyper you know hyper elegant potatoes that are done in a certain way that almost makes them like clouds you know it's it's and the elevated. worst vegetables imaginable that weigh down the dish i'm sorry are we talking about the rest of the roster or just his line? well <laughs> him he plays that elegant uh, elevated elegant cuisine that really isn't anything you know it's not the deconstructed all that other kind of crap it's just clean simple so well done it's perfection it's perfectly all of those yes i'm hungry okay i'm sorry <laughs> this is on me but you know what i'm saying is it's it's not some frou-frou you like 15 hour marinade 300 day dry age all the other you know Start with good, clean ingredients, get out of their way, and you'll end up with a fantastic dish. And that to me but is he, Crosby's. But problem. he is in Pittsburgh, and some of those potatoes turn into fries. They get thrown on top. Which is fine. Yeah. You, know, you can still do magnificent fries. You know, there, there are those kind of fries out there that you're just like, holy crap, these things are amazing. Cooked in duck fat, nice and thin. Nice golden brown. Hint of sea salt and, you know, maybe a little Mm -hmm. bit of black pepper and some paprika, you know, just for a little bit of kick. Just you bite into it and it's like a fluffy tender. Okay, I need to stop. I am starving. (laughs) It's it's really too bad for the hypothetical we're, we're talking about. Arizona's you know, drop back as far as they did. Because once again, I want to see Clayton Keller with a prime time knows how to drive a team center and not, you know, the number three center on the Pittsburgh Penguins, which is essentially what he's at with the, I presume he's still playing with Nick Schmaltz primarily. Yeah, he is. Um, I don't. I. 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 I wonder if they're waiting to see how Cooley develops for that, or even a Jack McBain. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to throw them. We know Barrett Hayden's not probably going to be that player. He's been around long enough. Yeah, I um, I mean, uh, you don't want to see the band broken up, you know. I I am not so old and I'm not so jaded and hateful and mean and curmudgeonly that, you know, I will revel in the day that Malkin or Latang or, you know, one of them gets traded. Um 
because I think it is they had a magical run. That is one of those, you know, combinations in history that will go down as, you know, massive dominance. And you just kind of hate to see it. I don't want to tarnished. It's going to end up being a little tarnished mm-hmm. if one of them goes somewhere else. Right. I mean, it's the Brodeur to St. Louis thing. Yeah. What they did with a veteran laden team, but it was driven by those three players. Yeah. In 2009, they went to the final, they lost, they go right back and they win the cup. Malkin was unbelievable. The team had the lull and then they did it again in different ways, really. Yeah. Each of their back to backs. Madonna it would be nice to see them all go out together. And then, you know, head up the PWHL team in a different locker room somewhere in that building. <laughs> because to the shock of no one, PWHL teams can fill NHL arenas. Who who could have guessed? Oh, but I was told that people aren't interested in women's hockey. Wah, wah. Women's sports generally, you know, no oh, one yeah. wants to watch it. Oh, I'm sorry. How many different women's sports records were set on Friday or Saturday? At least five attendance records in various sports and various continents. Their product is infinitely better and more entertaining. See what he said. I mean, we could just end the show right there because that's pretty <laughs> much what you know. Really, it's it's less predictable. It doesn't put you to sleep like some, certain NHL games I've watched as of late. But enough about Columbus and San Jose. Oh no! See, uh, dumpster fire hockey has its moments, but you know what, San Jose. If you're going to tank, that's the way to do it. Just in the final seconds. <laughs> I don't think they know any other way. <laughs> <laughs> they have no choice in the matter. Really it's the think. oopsies. We forgot to do something and it's called defense. <laughs> Cassie, it's called hockey. <laughs> well, there's that too. No, they're on the ice with skates and a puck. It is by default hockey, but how that hockey is... Done is a totally different story. It could have been rhythmic ice dancing, Gassy. <laughs> I don't want to see that, though. Oh, nobody wants to see it. No, I just want to see Anthony Duclair freed. I do, too. Get my, get my other lovely hockey son out of there, please. You know, I just... So damn mad at Florida. So damn mad at Florida for not re-upping him. It was a perfect fit. God damn it, Florida. (laughs) Oh... I need a retribution rule against teams I don't like teams that do something that I don't like with players that I do like. Can we have the can we have the uh Lou Lamorello rule where he's no longer allowed to dictate how people look? No. You know why? Because I love all the hate and all the anger that people are throwing at him today because they didn't roll the Islanders didn't roll in in some costume. They rolled in like a game day. That is wrestling level heel, and I am here for it. There, there were plenty of for it. there are plenty of straight and bi women who were very upset that they didn't get to see a Matt Barzal in a uh, um, fireman outfit. Well, that's what. Well, I mean, would they have come in as firemen, or what did they chose some different theme? I mean, apparently, someone decided that it was police and firemen dave for you know long island and manhattan uh okay you know long islanders they could have came in dressed like fishermen you know 
not not guys that throw fish at a market like Seattle did, but proper, you know, like not fishmongers, but fishermen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like they're headed out on the Down Easter. <laughs> Which no, begs the no. question. How boring are the outfits going to be when people walk into the state of Ohio? What are they going to do? I mean, I would suspect they'll probably just all come in in Ohio State gear, right? And then the Red Wings all come in in Michigan gear. Right. So creative. I know. Uh, let's beat beat the uh, horse till it's dead, sadly. Metaphorically speaking, PETA people that listen, metaphorically <laughs> speaking. <laughs> So you don't want any, like, uh, Buckeye tree, like, you know, that would sort require of the them whole to know Stanford what is, tree Cassie. kind of thing? <laughs> huh? That would require them to know what the Buckeye tree is. That would require them to know what it is. I know. <laughs> you know. They could pull off some homage to Boomer, the fallen mascot, but. Mm. <laughs> 23 dildos walking in. <laughs> But they wouldn't be in on the joke, oh, and that's can, why that's a mo- more plausible thing. I can make such a comment with that, but I'm just gonna let it go. <laughs> no, please do, Cassie. The show needs to jump more rails. Oh, okay. Well, my comment was they don't have to put on a costume for that. There we go. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Skadoosh. <laughs> Uh yeah, I, I I mean, okay, the the tracksuit New Jersey Sopranos thing. Boring. It was boring, but it was also kind of cringy. Mm-hmm. You know? At least they didn't all wear identical ones. They mixed it up a little, but Yeah, I will give uh, them the Rocky theme, okay. You know. I get it. At least, and they did it right. You know, they went out and got the classic old Heather Gray sweatsuits and the high top chucks and the white towels. So, okay, I'll give you that. that and Torts cool. probably loved it. <laughs> Only because of the. It took a work ethic for Rocky to become yeah. Rocky. Like, it fits a motif around that team. Or at least when they want to. Just pretend that they have. <laughs> yeah, not like last night. Right. Eh, they 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 didn't play poorly. Uh, no, they fought it back, but I don't think the it, all the engines were revving at the start of the game. But yeah. you know, they did put a scare back into Jersey. Um. God, I love Tortorella. <laughs> You know, just still refusing to answer questions from that one reporter, even though Kevin Hayes is gone, you know? No, he should be blacklisted in perpetuity. And then Sarah Sivian did a story on him talking to Cam Atkinson, you know, and it just got me thinking back to that whole time when all of the shoes were dropping on the coaches who were completing that are a-holes, you know? Babcock, Peters, um, God, there's a couple of other, Quinville, yeah, all those guys. And then everyone in the press was just like, oh man, can't wait for the Tortorella stuff to come out. And it never did. And why is that? Because you listen to how Cam Atkinson talked about him and you're like, he is not there to screw with your mind. He is there to tell you what he expects of you, how he wants you to play. And if you don't do it, he's a disappointed parent. Simple, honest, direct language. No, I won't turn this into a George Carlin bit, but. It's the press who have given him a bad rap. Because, because he doesn't play the press's game. Exactly. That's why. If they, they He won't play their game and they think that he's like a horrible, awful coach because of it. And not necessarily in the locker room, but with them, you know. Yeah. He, he won't do their job for them. Right. And all those tell me about this or or, how did you see this? It's like, uh, ask a question. 
Right. <laughs> you got video. Go watch it. Right. It's like, you know. Daily I, beat writer type jobs don't work anymore. People don't know how to deal with, like, and this is part of my personal problem. People don't know how to deal with you if you're, like, if you're straight to the point, honest, and call it like you see it. <laughs> you I'm know? the same way, though, Cassie, you know. <laughs> I don't, I don't beat around the, you ask me a question once and I answer it and you ask me again, I'm going to get irritated. Yeah. You know, did you not hear me or understand me last time? One of them I can help you with the other one. I want to pound you into oblivion for. Yeah. If you didn't hear me, that's fine. It, say it up front. You know, I'm sorry. I didn't catch all that. Or I misunderstood what you were saying. Can you clarify? That's fine. But mm-hmm. asking me the same damn question again. Oh, I, it's that impatience. that impatience for repetition type thing it's the i don't have time for you if you don't have time for me i have no patience for that don't make me do your job right it's like take responsibility for your side of things and if you don't then i have no time for you because it takes two people to have a conversation it takes two people to like get a job done at least and you you know the funniest thing to me about that whole press being out to get him type thing is every time he has, every time Torts has one of those, um, I'm not doing your job for you type things in a press conference, all of the media goes, you know, kind of bags on him, but they also kind of backhand bag on the question, mm-hmm. right? Well, you shouldn't never, you shouldn't never start a, you should never ask a coach, you know, tell me about this or what did you see here? You know, those types of things. They, they kind of bag on the question. But, oh, he shouldn't have answered it that way. Well, how should he have answered it? Done your job for them? Not, you know, effectively punish them for being idiots? I don't know. You read your mind and, yeah, it's like, sorry, I'm not a mind reader. (laughs) It's like, I'm not, if I have to guess what you want from me, I'm going to guess that you don't want anything from me. (laughs) You know, they all come out and say, oh, that's such a lazy question. You know, it's such a lazy question to ask a coach that because you're basically getting him to do your job for you, blah, blah, blah. And then, well, he shouldn't have been that curt with him. He shouldn't have answered it that way. Well, okay. <laughs> Glad to see your fences firmly stuck up your ass. I'm picking a side there. <laughs> and that, you know, you don't take any responsibility for asking a bad question or asking a poorly worded question. <laughs> you just you just expect the other side of the equation to adhere to your rules of whatever. And read your mind Watch and it. give you what you want. <laughs> Much in the same way a quote-unquote good reporter starts to buy in and trust what a different coach might say a little too much. You know, where you believe every word coming out of the organization because you get too close to certain people. Because you want to be one of the boys. Once you get in, you get inside information. They'll let you in on a little bit more. Which is funny because when you look at some of the people I would deem the better beat writers around the NHL, they don't give off that perception through their work when they are actually caught on mic asking questions. I think about Portslide in Columbus. He kind of had a busy week, I'm sure. But was it ever about him? Or was he ever asking no. things that drove something? No, just tell he, it like it is. Mm-hmm. He offered opinion as opinion, didn't inject himself into the story to become part of the story. Right. Mm-hmm. A la Mark Spector, Steve Simmons, a few others who will remain nameless. Some people should do strictly reporting. And I'm going to go ahead and say it, Elliot Friedman. And some people have that better delicate balance. Like a ports line, I'll say a Mark Lazarus. Yeah. Yeah. A um, Helene St. James in Detroit. Well, and let's give up. Let's let's mm, give a round you, of applause to Helene Elliott. Yeah. You Thank know. you. I was hoping the, you would take that and just... Oh, yeah. I mean, 
you know, you want to talk about, I don't want to say kept her nose down and kept quiet and did all that, just kicked ass at her job so much so that it became a non-issue. You know, nobody gave two craps that she was a woman because she just did her job professionally and did it well. And God bless her. I mean, and that's ultimately what what the problem is for some of these guys. And I do say guys, not so much the women, is that they, they don't know where that line of professionalism is. Because they've been doing it too long or they've been with the same team for too long or, or whatever. The women do. The women know where that line is because if they don't know where that line is, they're afraid they're going to get fired or taken yeah, off the beat. And it sucks, Cassie. You know, I hate that kind of crap too. But at the end, you know, as as an unintended consequence or byproduct of it, the quality of you can pretty much guarantee the quality of the stuff out of the women is going to be infinitely better than out of the men. Yeah. You know, yeah, it sucks how they got there, but God, you know, thank you. You know, not like it'd be any different. I don't think any one of the, those women, it, the quality of that work would have been any different if they played by the boys rules, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just sort of highlights it. You know, the mm-hmm. ones that, to your point, the guys that jump in and then start injecting themselves as part of the story are the ones you know there are maybe a little too close. A little bit. A little too much carrying water for the for a buddy of theirs in the front office or, you know, in the ownership group. With that said, a quick little shout out to the Seattle Times' Kate Shefty, who... Fun fact, worked at the same collegiate publication that I did once upon a time. Just 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 a just a few years removed. Um I've liked her coverage. She was a part of the same crowd of people that I was hanging out with online, like the blogging crowd while she was mm-hmm. going to college. So, um, yeah, I mean, good for her. We all knew that she would do well, but, um, yeah, I'm glad she's in Seattle. I am too. And I'm going to leave my editorial comments about Jeff Baker alone. (laughs) Uh, Oh yeah. I have opinions. (laughs) I've developed opinions since mm-hmm. the teams actually, you know, joined the market. Mm-hmm. I've always had opinions and my opinions have gotten more justified over the years. <laughs> when credence is put to a certain individual's performance by the quote unquote national media, the ones that we get a bulk of our news from. And then you actually start paying attention to a team or a local reporter. And you just realize how lazy some people can be. Mm -hmm. And while certain individuals may put in the time and effort and produce content, and I'm going to leave it at produce content, you realize they're not all that, you know, they might do an adequate job, but... You know, there are some other people that can do just as well without any of the fanfare, accolades, or privilege. It just makes you wonder. So shout out to Kate Shefty. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, I told you I bit my tongue earlier, and man, boy, howdy, was I biting it hard through that pap. Uh, yeah. So, Helene Elliott, God love you. Whatever you do next, let us know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, right off into the sunset if you would like. Write a book or two or three. Do whatever. Let me know and I'll be there. Yep. yep. 
almost feel like we're doing some Wayne's World segment, you know. <laughs> so Helene Elliott, we salute you, Schwing. <laughs> Except not really the swing part, you know. No. And then more. Okay, yeah, I'm just gonna stop. You know, I'm gonna start digging up. <clears throat> Live in-game update: The New York Rangers have decided to stop playing like the two football teams in the in the stadium they're currently playing and do something. Do something. <laughs> but why do they insist on still putting those god awful TV numbers on the sleeves? And yet they've gone back to the regular size numbers on their backs. Why Adidas slash future fanatics um, uh, soul crushers? Oh, I have some stories about fanatics for you guys offline. Not for general consumption, not my story to tell in a public forum. But just go follow baseball spring training and hear all the players' opinions. Well, all you and need and then use is... your imagination because you might come up with something. And then extrapolate follow... that into hockey. Yes. Yeah. Go follow. Go, just go follow Fanatic Sucks on on Twitter because all of that's getting posted there. Mm-hmm. Sort of your central aggregator for all craptastic cropulence that is craptatics <laughs> and the baseball. So, yeah. So what's the next area of sporting life that they're going to try and ruin? I really hope they ruin sports gambling. That would be fun. Because, yes, they are involved in that as a online retailer. Uh-huh. Question mark. They're a broker, I think, mm-hmm. is what they're technically called. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they don't they they broker transactions with gambling establishments. So yeah, you know it's all just anyway. I'm not going to say it. <clears throat> um. Okay. All right. Good times. Good. Good. <laughs> good, good, good. Good times. Okay. So I get everything covered. I want to get covered. Morgan Riley is an idiot and should be punished for. Being an idiot. (laughs) Sometimes players unions have to do dumb things for dumb reasons. No, they don't have to. The player initiates it. Um, Oh, interesting. The union says we'll do it if you want. And the player says I don't want to or I want to. Speaking of players saying they want to, Connor is only 13 points back. He's got dark eyes, black eyes, like a doll's. (laughs) And he spotted Nikita Kucherov, current points leader at 94 points. He spotted him, you know, a couple meh offensive Mm -hmm. games this week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, he had to balance it out, you know, six assists, one game. Okay, I'll I'll just take a night off and not put up any points. Maybe only one assist on a pretty good goal last uh, night. And four of those six assists were in the third period. That game just, oh, my God, that game was just like, okay. You know, at the second intermission, I'm like, God, you know, just stick a fork in the Oilers because I don't get this. And then. Boom, went the dynamite. And I was just like, oh, okay. I just Somebody plugged you guys in or something at the <laughs> intermittent. I mean, you know, I don't think there was a paint, you know, stripping, yelling event in the locker room. It just, everything started going in. So, so you're, what you're saying is there, that is the reason why there isn't a mercy rule in hockey? Yeah. Okay. Well, the other reason there's not a mercy rule was the Flyers Toronto game Saturday night. <laughs> uh, oh. All the Leafs fans, hey, woohoo, 6 1, woohoo, 6 3, woohoo, 6 4, uh oh. 
<laughs> you know, I just had to look up the Dallas Stars, you know, last 10 games just because I was under this weird impression that, oh, they were struggling a little bit. No, nope, mm-hmm. they just have a bad loss. Then they'll go on a three game win streak. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll sprinkle in a single loss. They are so the definition. Uh, <laughs> no, not even. I would say consistent. They don't. Um, they know how to slow things down. I think they're they're like the tugboats, Cassie. You know, they don't. They're not flashy. Keep them general. Keep this a general topic. They just, you know, just motor. Mm-hmm. Waves don't bother them. You know, whatever they're pulling doesn't bother them. You know, give their goaltender time to come back and fully get reconditioned after being yeah. out a month and a half. Uh, it's just the monotonous motoring. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Ottawa, they found a pulse way, way too late, which begs the question. Who's going to be on that roster in a few weeks? Because we know it's not going to be Philip J. Castle. This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3B3 Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.